Michael Yo's got his own show. Michael Yo's got his own show. If you're looking for a place to go, the only place to go is the Yo Show. The only place to go is the Yo Show. Live at the Comedy Cellar right now. And I've seen her perform the last couple of nights. Very, very fun. Edgy. Edgy. I imagine. Makes the crowd go, ooh, some. A lot of laughs, but a lot of oohs. Uh, Amy Nicole Schreiber, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, by the Nicole, way, you said Amy. My, Nicole, Amy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, why do I want to say? Oh. Hey, by the way, it literally happens all the time. Because Amy's such a. People do it all the It is not just you. It happens at least once a week. And we're keeping this in, Brian, because I want to show everybody I'm a real person and I mess yeah, up all the time. He's a real person. I mess up all the time. It's Nicole so Amy Schreiber. It happens truly once a week. Why do you think that is? Yeah, I I don't know. I absolutely, I've thought about it and I'm like, I don't know. Amy's a first name. So is Nicole. I don't do you know, know. But do you think Amy's a better first name? You, do you think you should switch your name? I've thought about it. The yeah. amount of times mm -hmm. it's gotten flip-flopped. I've thought about, I'm like, maybe I should just make this official. I think, I think, I think, I think you should, because I think Amy just rolls off the top. Like I called you Nicole the other, like a second ago, yeah. but then when we go live, I go, Amy, Nicole, I think Amy, Nicole Schreiber sounds better than Nicole, Amy Schreiber. Do I look like an Amy? You don't look like, I think you look more like an Amy than a Nicole. See, that's interesting. Why you think you look like a Nicole? I, I think I look like, that's all I've ever, ever known myself to look like, but I think Amy's a much cooler name. What's funny is Amy, I was named after this French actress named Anouk May. Uh-huh. And I was like, why couldn't you just name me Anouk? That's a fucking cool name. That's a great name. Anouk? An amazing name. Anouk? Anouk. Where is she? Anouk. She's, That's Anouk. She's still around. She's, she's a retired French actress running around with what should be my name. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think... Yeah, Amy's a better name than Nicole, but you don't like Nicole's. When somebody says Nicole, I think of a B, a bitch. Yeah, but you know, you're a very nice person. Thank so you. Amy is a very pleasant name. Yeah, I think. Well, growing up, some people called me Nikki, which okay, doesn't feel like me. No, doesn't no, feel like me. No. Um, a lot of people call me Nick. My closest friends call me Nick. No, I don't like that either. Um, and then if I played sports with you, they call me Shribes. Shribes? I like yeah. Shribes too. Shribes, yeah. I'm call you Shribes. Okay. I like Shribes. Brian, you like Shribes, Amy or Nicole? I like Shribes. Shribes is fun. That's, that's what you should. You Sometimes should. people call me Nas, and that for me is. Oh, Nicole, Amy, Shri Nas, mm -hmm. Shribes. What Shribes. sports did you play? Softball. Softball was my main one. You look like a softball player. I don't know if that's a good thing. That's, I'll take it as a compliment. I, I absolutely, I watch softball on Instagram all the time. That is one of my favorite things to watch. Just, softball? Yeah, just girls doing drills. Really? I just love it so much. I've watched one uh, softball game. And man, oh, you know what? Actually, I went against a, a an Olympic softball pitcher for TV. I, I was mm -hmm. doing a... Um, I was interviewing her because the Olympics for Entertainment Tonight or the, one of these entertainment shows, man, they throw some heat. I couldn't hit it. Oh, it's unreal. It's scary how fast. Well, because you don't see where it's coming from because they do the windmill pitch. Yeah. So you're not used to that. You're used to if you're if you if you play baseball at all, you're used to the overhand delivery. Were you a good athlete? Yeah, I was a good athlete. I'm actually I don't look athletic. I look like <laughs> I look like the Santa Ana winds would ruin my life. Yeah. But I'm I'm super athletic. Yeah. Really? Good, great coordination. Like, I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm I know. It is surprising. Wow. I do not seem like an athletic person, but okay, I am. Okay, so you're so this morning you ran with Cypher Sounds. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, could he keep up with you? 
I mean, he a little thick right now. Okay. So how far um, did y'all run? We did a mile. And it's it's crazy because y'all are like the odd couple. Like mm -hmm. when I saw y'all hanging out, yeah. I was like, this is this is like total. This should be a TV show because you are so opposite each other. So opposite each other. But we're like, I don't know. I, I even said that yesterday. I was like, we need a TV show or something. Something has to be done about us because the way we act is we have this like 90 year old couple vibe. And he's always like, I, if I say something, he'll call me, call bullshit. Uh -huh. And it's just, yeah. So, so now let's talk about when you were a kid. What, what were you like? Were you a nerd? Were you? I was a loud kid. I was like a weird, I was just a weird quirky kid. I, I got shushed a lot. I was always like, you know, told but I were you the funny down. kid or yeah. just annoying? I was a funny, goofy kid. Yeah. Uh, okay. And you were smart. I was smart. I wasn't like, you know, reinventing the wheel or anything, but yeah, I was a smart kid. I had a, I was a little dyslexic and kind of slow, slow to slow to be good at school. Okay. Uh, there was a period of time where I was a mathlete. I did really well at math for a few years and then geometry happened and then that ruined my life. So um, I know we talked about your mom off camera, but she's like brilliant. Yeah. My mom is like brilliant. She's immensely smart. And was she like the first woman or one of the first women? She was the first woman to graduate from Michigan State's medical school. Wow. Yeah. Did she try to hold you to that standard when you were young? Uh, no, not really. It was just one of those things where it was always like, oh, my mom's brilliant and I'm, you know, smart. And good at sports. Yeah, and good at sports. Was and your mom good at sports? She likes to say she was, but uh, she probably wasn't. She probably wasn't. No, no. She probably wasn't, no. So you didn't feel the pressure then? No, I didn't. I mean, I, I was, there was pressure for me to do well. Uh, my mom, I grew up in Detroit and my mom went to University of Michigan and she would drive us up there probably like, three times a year and she'd drive us by all the buildings and all the dorms and she'd be like, well, this is where you're gonna live and this is where the medical school is. And you know, you're eventually, I was like raised to be a doctor and I was pre-med, so I was on that course. So did you go to college? I did, I went to Michigan. Yo, I, ended so up, you I ended up going to Michigan, yeah. Big blue. Yeah, okay. so my brother went there, I went there. That was like our whole, my mom's whole plan was for us to go there and we did. And I was pre-med and then I decided I didn't wanna be a doctor. So how'd she take that? Not well. She still is. She's still trying to wrap her head around it. She's fuming. Really? How long ago was this? A very long time ago. And she's still point. fuming mm -hmm. about it. She's still like, anytime, you know, things aren't going well, my mom's like, you can always go back to medical school. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no. What type of, uh, what type of uh, medical field would you be in? I, I wanted to be either a dermatologist or a child psychiatrist. Okay. Okay. And what's yeah. your mom? What She's hemonc internal medicine. What is that? Hematology, oncology, internal medicine. It's oh. blood, cancer, and just general medicine. Okay. 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 Yeah. So what, so you dropped out of college? No, I didn't drop out. Okay. I, I finished college, but I, I just, I took all my pre-med classes, but then I didn't go through with being a doctor. Because you wanted to be a comedian? No, I was an art history major and I was like, oh, I'm going to work in a museum. And I moved to LA because my uh, one of my graduate student instructors worked at the Getty Museum, and I was like, "Oh well, Lisa's there. Lisa can you know help me get a job there." So I applied for jobs at the Getty, didn't get anything. Mm -hmm. uh, applied for jobs at all the other museums, didn't get anything. Uh, worked at an art gallery uh, for two weeks, got fired. Worked Why'd at a you restaurant. Get fired? Um, the guy was just a dick uh. and I was just a, you know, fresh out of college, stick up my ass kid, thought I knew everything. Uh, so we just really butted heads. And then I worked in a restaurant 
where I was a hostess, a really nice restaurant called um, Josie. It's, it no longer exists. It was in Santa Monica. Um, got fired from there because uh, I corrected the English of Josie. Oh, um, the actual owner. The actual owner, yeah. She said something, and she was, she was reading a letter that uh, somebody had sent in criticizing the service they had received there. This was, you know. Yelp when people a, wrote letters. This is when people wrote letters to complain. Uh, and she was criticizing their English. And she was like, listen, he doesn't even know how to speak English. I was like, actually, he's right. Um, and uh, and she's like, all right, little miss English major. And I was like, actually, I was an art history major. So uh, <laughs> you were, you were, yeah. The next day I was asked to not come back. So <laughs> uh, anywho, and then I worked in uh, fashion. I got a job doing cold calls for the this company in uh, a production of denim production company um, in uh, South Central. Okay, what's what's these cold? Okay, I'm a person. Cold called me. How how would it go? So cold calling, I had to figure out where what jeans were sold at a clothing store. So you'd be the clothing store. You can't just call up and be like, "Hey, what jeans do you sell?" Because okay. they'll know you're someone trying to get information. So I had to be like, so I would be calling stores all over the country. So really? I would make up stories. So my stories would go like this. So I would be like, "Hello, ring, ring. hi. Um, I know this is gonna sound crazy, but my mom is there right now, and I was just talking to her, and she's saying how she has nothing cute to wear, and I was like, don't you worry, mom. I'm like, I will find you something. So I just found a list of stores. I saw your store. Like, what kind of clothes do you have? Can I send her there? Um, she's kind of cute, fun, hit mom. I want some like jeans. Do you have any cute tops? Like, what brands do you have? And they would tell you everything they have uh -huh. in the store. Yeah. And then sometimes they would get so what really would elaborate. What would that do for your company though? So then I would get the name of all the brands that they carry. So based on knowing all of the brands that they carry, then they would create a sales strategy for that region. I called thousands of stores. Wow. So this was before, and then all of the information I gathered, he, the CEO of the company then uh, sold it to the CFO actually sold it to a list company. Cause you make lists and then yeah. you can sell it. Information is valuable. So, and this was before the internet then this was the internet was around, but it wasn't as robust as it is now. Like you could go onto websites and like get some information, but it wasn't, wasn't like this crazy. Like I was calling like small town USA. Like I had to call the South uh. and sometimes I'd call the South and I'd be like, ha, I know this is going to sound insane, but I'm looking for something <laughs> right now. And I just don't know what I'm like. I heard about these jeans called citizens of humanity. I was wondering <laughs> if you have anything like that. They are so cute. Oh my gosh. I literally, I can't fit anything. I just had a baby. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, and people will leave you information. And the CFO of the company heard me doing my cold calls. And he was like, you are an incredible liar. <laughs> And I was like, thanks so much. <laughs> I think he's like, no, he's like, you're so, he's like, you literally could get information from people would have given you the world on the phone. I was like, totally. Um, and then he was like, do you want to be my assistant? I was like, are you going to put me on salary and give me benefits? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, all right, cool. And how long did that last? And I was there for four or five years. Okay. And then within a year, I worked my way up to the head of international sales and marketing for the company. Wow. Yeah. And I got to travel around the world. It was amazing. Yeah. Okay, so so I'm trying to get to where you started comedy. I what started happened? comedy um, so from fashion. I was in fashion and marketing and all of that for about six years, maybe. Uh huh. Um, and then I did a little. I worked in advertising for a little bit, um, doing like social media marketing, nothing crazy. Um, but then my 
my one of my best friends from childhood uh killed herself and mm. it was kind of this wake up moment for me of like life is short um follow your dreams so i started you know thinking about because i had done improv over the years just for fun because io west was the was yep. a in LA and I was like, oh, improv classes are great. Like I love comedy. It kind of like fed that creative side of my brain. Um, Cause I had taken acting classes in college and really liked it. And I was always, you know, I always fancied myself like an entertainer. Yeah. And then uh, I got laid off from my advertising job and a friend of mine who I went to college with, he worked at HBO and he was in the comedy department there. And he's like, why don't you just try stand up comedy? And I was like, okay. So I took a stand-up writing class. Where'd you take that at? It was called Judy Carter. Oh, wait. Was that at the improv or the laugh? Yeah, it was at the improv. Improv. Okay. I've heard of that. I never took took it, but I know a lot of people have. So I took it thinking like, oh, this'll just be like it'll help like kickstart my brain. Yeah. You know? And it's like I'd watched a lot of stand-up comedy at that point, but I didn't understand like premise and mm -hmm. like tags and all of that. So it kind of gave me this like formal language of stand-up. So I did that. Uh, and then I did a few shows and then like, you know, it's like it never really like kicked off. Yeah. But uh, I I liked it, but I didn't work that hard at it. And it probably took me about two years for me to like really get into it. Mm -hmm. And then I got super oh, How long it. have you been doing it now? Uh, first time I got on stage was in 2010. Okay. So 11 plus years. So is your mom hating that you're just a stand-up comedian now? Yeah. I mean, she's not, you know, my mom would love for me to be just like married to a Jewish doctor. Like my mom's aspirations for me went from you should be a doctor to just marry a Jewish doctor <laughs> and have someone take care of you for the love of God. And that's truly... I think most Jewish moms dreams for their daughters yeah. is just to marry a Jewish doctor. Um, I recently dated a Jewish lawyer. It was a woman. Um, my mom was very excited about that until she found out it was a woman. Um, How'd she react to that? Uh, first she got really excited. She was like, Oh my God, you're, you're, you're going out with a Jewish doctor or a Jewish lawyer. This is great. When I come into town, he can take us to dinner. And then I was like, actually mom, it's a, the lady and she was like oh okay well uh, i guess she'll just take us to lunch <laughs> um so yeah she's uh she's an interesting lady but yeah you know i mean but you bro you've broken up with the Jewish yeah, I broke up there. i'm not i'm not i'm not gay You're i not thought gay. I, I thought i was gay you tried it out i tried it i played so much softball as we as we established <laughs> um i mean so much softball and i I'm a bit of a tomboy. Like I feel like I have like a like a more of like a boyish energy. So so in this your was this your first? This was my first gay. This first was my gay first, relationship. I had hooked up with girls before, like you know, in college on drugs and yeah. you know as you do. Um, but this was my first like dating of a girl. Okay. Okay. Um, now, as a person that uh, never been in a gay relationship, uh -huh. now I hear like there's certain women that play certain parts. You know, were you the? We were playing the same part, and you were I think the same maybe part. that's what it was. Who knows? But it was like, I think I showed you a picture of her the other yeah. day. Yeah, 
I mean, we looked like you, we looked you like, were dating yourself. I was dating it was myself. Very weird. So it was her very and I weird. were both joking about like we both had this extreme level of narcissism that we yes. were like, we just want to date ourselves. We're so fabulous. What's crazy is my mom was the first woman to go to Michigan State's medical school. Her mom was the first woman to go to Villanova Law School. Um, we're both the same age. We're both just like brassy Jewish, you know. Uh, she was a we met in CrossFit. Like it's. <laughs> So, so would you find out about yourself in this relationship you didn't find out with a guy? Uh, I, I am, I actually really am like looking to date someone who is like my father. I officially like determined that like my dad is a very traditional, you know, um, he's a man's man. Yeah. And I am looking for that. You I'm want looking, a man's man. I want a man's man. I want a man who like listen, I can do for myself. I can take care of myself just fine. But like, I want you to like, want to take care of me. Like not, not necessarily even financially, but like, I want you to like, want to do things for me. Like if you, if this is what I'm looking for. Like if I'm ever like, oh, I cannot figure out how to mount my TV on the wall. You want the guy to mount it. I want, I want to come home and he just like did it and was like, ta-da. And it was like, just cute shit like that. Like, I don't know. I, that's my dad was just always like a very like thoughtful person. Not that she wasn't a thoughtful person. Um, but women also have a lot of emotions and I have a lot of emotions and you, I can't be in a relationship where there's that much estrogen. It's just, it's a lot. Yeah. I mean, when you show me the picture, I was like, you are dating yourself dating myself it's a lot and i realize i'm a lot i know i'm a lot there's a lot of women who are like i'm not a lot no we're a, uh, women are a lot that's what we so, are so then why do you think you're single uh, on the guy's side why do you think you're single i uh, honestly i think it's because of ultimately my dad like i just nobody can live up to mm. like he was such a good dude like truly the best he's the kind of guy where like if you ever met my dad you'd be like that is an outstanding human being like he really is just that's great well was he's passed away but he's like an exceptionally an exceptionally good man how long did he pass away uh, it was a year ago really i'm yeah. sorry yeah was it cancer or anything no. uh parkinson's oh yeah that's tough yeah that's tough uh yeah that's that's the thing is kind of like um i look up to my dad and my mom and you know you bring certain values but i i would imagine as a woman you know, you don't, I talk about it on stage. I know with my daughter, I'm always going to protect her. Yeah. And there's already this certain thing she does that my son doesn't do. It, it's a look. It's uh, mm -hmm. like when he, when she sees me, it's uh -huh. kind of like, oh, you're my everything. You're going to yeah. protect me. Oh, yeah. They yeah. know. They know. Yeah. Oh, it is the deepest thing. If there is one thing I can say to fathers with daughters, just, I'm going to start crying. Just know that you are going to be the greatest man in her life if yeah. you want to be mm -hmm. like there is there is you can be an okay dad or you can be the greatest thing that's ever happened to yeah. her like i i lived and breathed for my dad that's like, amazing. just it, he's just the greatest person and and to me it's it, anyone i had met i always had this thing of like am i proud to introduce this man to my dad yeah am i proud would my dad look at this man and shake his hand and be like, you're a good man. Mm -hmm. And I just, and you still live up to that standard, even though yeah. he's passed. And so for me, it's like, I know what my dad, I know the person my dad would be able to look into the eye and be like, you're a good man. That's great. That's and great. So that's just what I'm, what I'm looking for. And I just, 
I don't know. I mean, there's, I met some guys along the way that I thought were the one and you know, they just weren't. And you know, it's, it's, I'm probably, a, I'm, I'm, I'm a lot to deal with. <laughs> I'm a lot. I, I always say this, that we're like, going to name this podcast. I'm a lot. I'm a lot. I'm a lot. You have to handle me. Like when I describe people I've dated and had good relationships, I'm always like, oh, they were able to handle me well. Like I'm some sort of element. When you, when you shoot your next special, whenever that is, you need to call it. I'm a lot. I'm that a, is a phenomenal name for thank it. Thank you. Thank you. It. I've actually tossed that idea around as one of them because it's like, I, I am, I'm just, I'm, I'm a lot. I have, I have a lot of opinions like all of them <laughs> and it's just it's it's my dad was so okay with all of my loudness weirdness opinions everything he just thought i was like such a fun kid yeah so it's like i need to find a guy who's like oh nicole she's a lot but man is she fun there you go there you so. go so now do you remember the first time uh that you got into stand-up and did your father ever go or, or your parents get to watch you do stand-up my mom got my mom saw me do stand-up once uh -huh. um my mom's uh it's a whole she's no I has no sense of humor um <laughs> uh, so and the only parts of my stand-up she likes is when i talk about her she'll be like oh i'm so she's that's me she's talking about me uh and then my dad uh he was actually never able to see me do stand-up because of the mm. parkinson's so oh. how yeah. long did he have it for 18 years 18 years yeah. oh my gosh yeah um so do you remember the first time you bombed on stage oh yeah it was like three times in, I was like, oh, the first time I went to an open mic, I was there with my friend. So I was like, you know, I think I had a shot and I was like, oh, I'm going to be great. And it was fun. You know, it was like, they introduced me as like, this is her first time. Be so nice. people show you love. Yeah. Yeah. For, yeah. And then my second time was the showcase for that, that stand up class. So it was like, again, everybody was like being nice. And then the third time, which was not a showcase for anything was like, oh, awful. I was like, oh, this wasn't Where was that at? Do you remember? I think it was just like at a little cafe somewhere in LA. Yeah. Um, or there's this, oh, what's his name? Vargas, who does bringer shows in LA. I did one of his bringer shows. All, all bringer show people should be lined up and shot. <laughs> I mean. It's, such, it's so tough. And everybody just roots for the person they came. Yeah. It's, it's, it's garbage. It, and then the person who brought the most people, they get to go earlier in the lineup. And yeah. then everyone leaves. Yeah. Yeah. It's All hunger the people games. Get, and it's, yeah, it's truly hunger it's games. hunger perfectly games. Perfectly put. And it's just. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I guess there's got to be some formula for putting together shows in mm -hmm. LA for people who are, don't have a following and aren't that good yet. But like, man, go to some open mics. I mean, it's the sort of thing where it's like, I never should have been on any of those lineups. I should have just been going to open mics and trying to figure my shit out. But yeah, it was, I think it was like one of those things where I was like, I'm going to be a stand-up comedian. So it didn't matter how, how badly I bombed. I'd be like, oh, I'm still going to be a comedian. I'm new. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah. But then it was like, I was like bombing years in. I was, I did not get funny that quickly. It took me such a long, I still don't think I'm funny if we're being perfectly st honest. But you still stayed in it. Why is that then? Because I'm a, my, I'm a fast, uh, fail fast guy. Yeah. If I do something three times and I'm not good at it yeah. or don't feel like, like I have, a career like i can make it yeah. a sick i'm out yeah but some people stay in it 
and they'll they'll watch the growth and you know and see what happens like i i guess I that's not my i knew i could do it i okay. knew i could be a funny person cuz i was a funny person you know in my imp improv i was always funny yeah um it was just the writing of jokes was always you know hard for me it's like i could be funny i could say funny shit i could say ridiculous shit well, I noticed like when I, in the green room, if somebody throws out something, you're really fast mm -hmm. to tag stuff yeah. or, yeah. you know, just say something funny back yeah. to that, you know? So, I mean, the mind is there, yeah. you know? I have, I very much have like an improv mind. Like that yeah. is, that's where I started and that's where I was kind of, but it was also like, I'm from Detroit. Like Detroit's a talking shit town. Yeah. So it's like, and also playing sports. If you, if you grow up playing sports, you have to know how to talk shit you have to know how to dish it out and you have to know how to take it so i think that was like a huge part of like i would roast everyone on my softball team like i remember we would be on the bus and i would just be talking shit about every single person making fun of like the way they made a play you know what they would do in between we had this one girl she'd always be like it's we would we would doing like uh I'll like we'd be on the road like doing like a double header softball game and like a, it was Michigan so it was like cold in the spring when we started playing and she would be cold and she'd want to go sit in her car during uh between the games and it would she'd have to slowly increase the heat because she would be like I'm gonna get diarrhea if I turn the heat up too fast I was like that is not a thing that's just not a thing so we was just like I don't know, roasting people for like ridiculous shit like that, being like, yeah, oh, Linda, she just she just wanted to take extra time in the car is what she wanted to do. <laughs> was your softball team any good? Yeah, oh, we really? were really good, yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. Okay. okay. I'm really, I'm actually really a good player. I remember- Were you the star player of the team? My coach definitely babied me at one okay. point because um, I was the only catcher and I'm a really good catcher. Uh, and we did, what was it, it was, uh, we, we did a spring, we played spring break at Cocoa Beach Expo in Florida. And I remember I started getting a stone bruise in my hand because our pitcher threw really hard. Um, and my hand was just like jacked, but we were playing this team, this like number one team from like Kentucky or something. And I remember the coach of the team, um, when her, we, when the game started, she was like, all right, watch out for the catcher. She's got an arm. And I was just like, yes, so she does. Yeah. Yes, she does. And they, and after the game, she like complimented me. She's like, she's like, you have really good instincts as a player. That's great. I was like, thanks. So yeah. on, on the comedy side, who do you like to watch? Like who's your favorite people to watch on stage? Um, right. Oh, I mean, there's so many, um, like the top two where if you heard they were in town, you were like, oh, I gotta go see them. Bill Burr always love him. Um, love him so much. Sarah Silverman. I yeah. mean, she's was one of my number ones. Um, always, um, Rachel Feinstein, Jessica Kirsten. Oh, she's a beast. Oh my God. Blow my brains out. Yeah. She's so funny. I remember the first time I saw her, she was at the comedy store. Um, and I was sitting with a friend in the back watching her and we were squirming, falling all over each other, laughing. Like yeah. she's just, there's just no one like her. No, she, the, okay, so I play Gotham in New York and they do, you know, comedy juice when it was a big thing they did in New York. And I was just flying in, so I was like, let me grab a set. They said, cool. And they put me on after Jessica Kirsten. Hey. I've been on, on after Burr, Seinfeld, mm -hmm. everybody. I didn't know, like, I've never seen her. Mm -hmm. And when I say she blew the fucking roof off, yeah. like, it Ruva. was unbelievable. Yeah, she like the place was left 
just in Speechless, shambles. Speechless, yeah. I go on. I've never had trouble. Yeah. Never had trouble. Like, it took me a good three minutes to get them to settle down from her yeah. side. Yeah. It was just, I, now this is when I was younger and didn't know how to reset the room as yeah. well. Uh-huh. But I'm excited one day to go after her again. Yeah. Like, I want to go out to And see, ride that wave. And ride the wave now, because yeah. now I would know how to do it. Yeah. But man, I've never, you know, if you've ever been on stage and it's not going where you want it to go, mm-hmm. you start getting hot on stage. Like, oh, yeah. Your body, like, it was all of that. Oh, my God. By the way, just you describing that, I could feel it in my body. Right? Yeah. You get hot. Uh-huh. You get hot. So, yeah, I love Jessica Kirsten. She's, she is she is one of a kind. And then one another, speaking of one of a kind, um, Rick Ingram at the comedy store that yes. dude he his crowd work is like <laughs> yeah. nothing i have ever seen in my life i i follow him a lot at the store um and every single time i follow him i'm like how the fuck am i gonna do this yeah and it makes you really step your game up as a comic but he is un there is no one who thinks faster than him yeah i i love going after beast like yeah. because it really shows you where you are in your comedy totally. career I love it. That's why I love working at this club is because everybody crushes here. Mm-hmm. And then when you go on and crush, it makes you feel even better. Oh, yeah. It's better than being on a normal lineup and then you're one of the highlights and you're yeah. like, but was I that good compared yeah. to yeah. these people? Do you, last story before you get out of here. Do you remember the first time you performed here at the Comedy Cellar and how was that? Oh, yeah. Uh, first time I performed here, I... I was recommended, Ian Edwards had recommended me Love to Ian SD. Edwards. Oh, the best. He's my favorite person. Uh, Ian had recommended me to SD because they, with the club had just opened up and they were looking for West Coast comics. Yep. And he recommended me to her and she booked me. And I remember being like, oh my God, this I'm the doing seller, the seller. And I remember being so nervous and I probably did okay. But I remember getting off stage being like, I'm a Netflix special. Here I come. <laughs> I was like, I, I made it at the cellar and I didn't like get past at the New York cellar. And then eventually SD saw me perform here. And then SD was like, yeah, when you come to New York, call in. Have you been um, to New York? Yet yeah, ever? I've been to New York. It's unreal. How was your first time on stage up there? Uh, Unreal. Yeah. Unfucking real. Yeah. I remember I did a, a taping for this week at the cellar. And uh, I remember I, I brought a friend and she was sitting in the back with the comics. And I remember getting off stage and uh, I crushed so hard. And I'm not one of those people who's like, I'm murdered. Yeah. But like, that I did night. really well. And she was like, she was like, there were comics in the back being like, who the fuck is this girl? That's awesome. Uh, and I was like, oh, cool. Fucking yeah. It's like, you just, you want it. It's, it's like, great. Yes. The audience loves you. Yes. Your fans love you. But it's another thing when like comics are like, oh, you're really funny. Yeah. It just feels great. Yeah. All right. Well, how can people follow you and all that cool stuff? Um, on all social media, it's, uh, at Nicole Amy, um, find me there. Uh, I will also be at Cobbs. I'm co-headlining with, uh, Jessica Michelle Singleton on December 1st in san francisco so come on out to that if you're in san francisco um it'll be a lot of fun jessica michelle singleton is so fucking funny so all right well thank you for joining thank us. you for having I me i appreciate it now we need your likes we need your subscribe support the arts like show up like thank things, you share things subscribe to leave things. comments leave comments and not just hearts don't just be a weak yeah. ass emoji leaving yeah bimbo and i mean bimbo in like for male men and women okay just 
say something more than emoji. Be like, hey, Michael, I really like your hair. Oh, and you're really funny. Great podcast. Yeah, that's what we need. We're, we're, this podcast is blowing up, and we really appreciate all the comics, different people that come on. So like it, share it, and all that yeah. good stuff. We'll see you next time on The Yo Chef.